two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. I am so glad you're joining me today. Quite frankly, today we have a very hard story we're going to talk about and a word that some of you may not actually know. It's called sextortion, and it sounds like something that would happen to adults that you would probably never have happened to you. And honestly, is one of those stories where I thought, this is not something that I need to worry about in my life until I heard John and Jennifer's story. And I'm so glad that they are choosing to join me today, John DeMay and Jennifer Buta. They lost their son, Jordan, last year to suicide following an intense pressure campaign and sextortion scheme carried out by three Nigerian men. John and Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. I just want to kind of jump into this because, like I said, I'm I'm a mom of four girls, and this was like a shock to me. I heard this story, and I thought, wow, something I've never thought to talk to my girls about. So if you can just kind of explain in your own words what happened for other moms and dads and grandparents out there to know this is a real threat. Yeah, good morning. Uh, We really appreciate having the opportunity to share to your viewers. Um, And it is a very, very tragic story. Um, Sextortion is is an epidemic right now. Uh, If you haven't heard, um, it is literally happening to probably just about every teenager that's on social media right now. Um, Just a matter of whether they're biting or not, they're being they're being targeted. So um, it's something that we weren't really aware of either a year and a half ago when it happened to us. But when it did, we discovered quickly that it was happening and it was happening a lot. And now that we've been national and international with this story, um, literally hundreds of people are, are contacting us, um, telling their story that they were either victims or parents of victims. Um, some lost their children also uh, to the same thing and others that just paid money, others that, you know, were, were able to get out of the situation for various different reasons. So a whole host of different um people from the beginning to the end um, to the worst case scenario with this type of thing. So what's happening is we're seeing that 
people are finding young people on the internet and your son was under 18 finding these young kids on the internet and convincing them to send a naked picture of themselves. And then they're saying, if you don't send me money, I'm going to expose this. And this was for your son. This all happened so fast. There was no way of you even knowing this was happening. Can you, I mean, is it okay for you to go through that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, we're telling the whole story and all the story. I mean, we're not, we're not hiding anything because really every, everything and every part of this is, is something that, that everybody needs to listen to the young people and the parents and law enforcement even too. So, so this happened, this happened in the evening you were both asleep when this happened, right? And your son, tell us a little bit about Jordan, because this is, I think also people think, oh, this is probably happening to, you know, the kid who's shy all to himself. Mom and dad would know that there's something going on. That's not Jordan's story. Jordan was a football player. He was the, he was popular. The, this was not something you would have had any type of inkling this was going on. Can you explain a little bit about your son? Yeah, Jordan was a really great kid. Um, he was involved in sports. He played basketball, football. Uh, he worked a job at McDonald's that he loved. Um, he had a lot of friends. He was nice to everybody. Um, he loved being at the beach. I, I very rarely saw him without his AirPods in, dancing around to music, um, unless he was playing basketball or football. Um, he was close with his family. Um, just, he was an incredible kid and, you know, there's not a lot more that I could ask for in a son. Yeah, he was, he was just a great person. He was really turning to be a, a professional young man. Uh, you know, he loved his uh, young sisters. She and I both have other families with younger sisters all under the age of nine, four of them. And so, it, it, you know, he was just always happy and larger than life. And he was a fantastic student. Uh, he had graduated with honors and, you know, he was an amazing athlete, went through some injuries and in sports that he, that he got himself through. And so he, he just was, was just really kind of the all American kid, right. It's kind of cliche, but that's really, that's really what he was. He was, he was just awesome. And you're in no Northern Michigan or you're in the upper peninsula. Correct. Yeah. We're in Marquette right on the South shore. Okay. Interior. Yeah. So if you know, if you, if you're listening out there, you don't know much about Marquette, Michigan. I mean, you're in a town with, it seems very protected, very safe. You're not expecting something like this. And I think that's the thing that parents need to understand. There is no way, you know, this is happening because this is coming from Nigeria and they reached out to him on Instagram. I want you to go through that because honestly, I feel like uh, my kids, if they had someone reach out to them, they would, they would just not engage. But this was, they were pretending to be a young woman. This was a, this was, I mean, these are organized folks. They are organized. They have a plan. They are doing this to, like you said, this is happening to kids all across the nation. So exactly how did this happen? Because I think a lot of us feel like, oh, we have some sort of safeties on these social media apps. We know what our kids are doing. This happened in the middle of the night, it was a six hour span from the time they got to your son to the time he took his own life because of what they were doing to him. How did they do that through Instagram? Right. And, and I think you made a really good point. I'm going to start with that. If you're a parent and you, and you think that you have all the parental controls and I don't have to worry, you're absolutely wrong because mm -hmm. you could put me in a room with probably a million other parents. And I'm pretty sure I was the number one parent with, with phone safety. I did everything I could imaginable through his younger years to keep him safe on his phone. 
Verizon. That's, uh, I mean, I, that gives me chills. It scares yep. me so badly because I, I mean, I, I, I have to tell you, I heard your story and I went home and I sat my girls down and I, I don't even know how to talk about it. Now, I sat them down and I said, this is happening. And these people are looking, you know, they, they pose as someone else. They're looking for you to send a picture. It all sounds like they're interested in you. It sounds very, it sounds very glamorous that somebody wants to see you. And I understand if you get pulled into that, like my, please, please know that these people are out there. It's dangerous. Don't send pictures of yourself to someone. But if you do, I'm there to help you. Like you come to me because I will fix it. I don't know, but I don't know if that's the right thing. Like from your experience, what would you say is the right thing for parents to do? I mean, definitely what you did is what we've been sharing is sit your kids down, tell them that this is happening. Um, but also let them know that if they do get caught up in it, because it happens so quickly and you don't even see it coming, um, it's going to be okay. Your parents still love you and your life, you know, is worth it to just fess up to what happened and you'll get through it. So what was that? He was at your house, John, correct? And you you didn't have any idea. This was the middle of the night. You had no idea this was happening. How did you even find out why he took his own life? I saw Jordan for the last time. He came home at around a little after 10 o'clock that, that evening on Thursday night. That was the last time I saw him. Uh, I passed him in the foyer quick, just said, Hey, small talk. We were planning for, um, uh, drive to Florida for two weeks on vacation. Um, so I was hitting the sack, um, getting ready for bed. Our kids were sleeping and my wife at the time was getting ready to go to bed too. So we were all sleeping by 11, 1130 that night. Um, Jordan had just received his first text message right about 10, 15. So right at the last time that I saw him, he had actually just read his first text message. And all it was from a young lady was uh, a friend request and a, and a message from an Instagram um, from a Danny Roberts young lady that said, hi. And that's it. That's how it started. And he accepted the friend request and started to have a conversation with her. Um, that conversation obviously started out innocent and moved up into sexual nature at some point, obviously. And then right after midnight or so, um, she convinced him to send a compromising photo of himself, which he did. And when that happened, then the extortion happened immediately. And Jordan found out that Danny Roberts, Roberts was not a young White lady, he was actually a man in Nigeria, um, which we allegedly had found out uh, later. But um, he was then pressured and tortured and forced to pay money. And everything that he did wasn't good enough. And he just they just kept on him and on him and on him and on him. Never gave him a chance to breathe. We're at 2, 3 in the morning. And he shot himself in his bedroom at 3.45 in the morning. So he did comply with some of their demands. He did. And it still wasn't, it wasn't enough. So when, for people listening that don't understand, and they've never heard of this, what they ask is they ask for this compromising photo, and then they threaten that if you don't give them what they want, they're going to expose this. Is that how it worked with Jordan? That's exactly it. Yeah. And, and how do they say they're going to, because that was another thing that my girls were like, well, what would they even do with the picture? And I really don't, I I know so little about this and I feel irresponsible as a parent because I'm like, I don't know what they say they're going to do. I guess they're going to send it to your friends. I don't know. What, what did they say to Jordan? So they uh, told him that they screenshot all of his followers 
Um, and then they, they made like fake collages showing, you know, that they actually sent it to someone, but they really didn't, um, you know, showing his friends, uh, his friends, moms, his family. So he believed that it was actually going out. So, that, so they made him believe it was already out there. Yeah, this is a conspiracy. These guys, um, this is what they do for a living, right? Um, and it's not just one person. It's 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 a series of people doing a series of specific jobs to make this all come together so everybody gets paid. So the person communicating with Jordan is is, is the one um, making all the demands and, and running the show. And then he has, he has people in the background that are building all the content. They're doing all the investigative work. They're in the back of the social media, finding out who Jordan is, who his parents are, who his friends are, where he goes to school, where his parents work. So they know every single thing about Jordan because it's all over the internet and all over social media. So they use that information against him and they were building um, pictures like they were, they were almost building screenshots of them. Oh, look who I just send it to. Here's a screenshot. I sent it to this person's mom and this person's mom and your girlfriend's mom and all these people. And so in his mind, they were actually sending it in real time while he's being pressured to send more money. And he doesn't have any money because the, the, the only $300 he had was already sent and he had nothing else to give. And Jennifer, he sends you a message in the middle of the night that says, I love you. And okay. at this point, he believes that you're going to wake up and all of his friends, parents will say, we saw this picture of him. And I, I can't imagine what that's like at 17 to feel like you're the next day, everybody's going to know this about you. How many kids is this happening to? And is it always children that it's happening to? I don't know that we'll ever be able to know how many people it's coming to, uh, this is happening to, um, I've had overwhelming response that it's happening to my son. It's happening to my neighbor. It's happening to my nephew, my niece. It, it the volume is mind blowing. Uh, the number of people saying that I don't think that we'll ever have actual numbers because a lot of people don't want to talk about that. It happened to them. There's an embarrassment factor, um, for the kids. And I've had a lot of parents say to me, you know, this happened to my child, but we don't want to talk about it because my child is embarrassed. Um, so how do we start talking about it without sharing that this happened to our family? Um, and I think that, you know, we are being the voice of those parents that, that aren't speaking, that aren't able to speak for whatever reason that is. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is, quote, worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com tutor. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, in all of the things that we see on the news these days, I rarely ever hear about this story. And I rarely ever hear parents interviewed or children interviewed that have had this happen. And I just think that is a crime of the media to not share these stories. Because honestly, how would I know if I didn't hear your story? And you would never have known. I mean, without having this happen, no one knows that this is going on. And I'm just so sorry that this happened to you. I can't even imagine. But I'm like so grateful to you that you are willing to go out and talk about this. And I think for you, it was one of those things that you really had to search down. He erased his account. I mean, before his passing, he his goal was to make sure that this didn't harm you. And I think that's the thing that is that other parents look at and go, gosh, he really wanted to protect you in this. And that makes me I mean, his heart must be must have been so strong for his mom and dad and his sisters. So how after he erased his Instagram account, did you know what happened? We were fortunate enough that the extortionist did send the photo to one person and that person was his girlfriend. And I suspect that they were probably going to try to extort her next or in the process of, um, and she discovered that photo on her Instagram message the the following day in the afternoon. Um, when she discovered the photo, she contacted us, sent us the photo, and then we contacted our uh, sheriff's department who did the initial investigation, the initial death investigation on Friday. They took the photo, um, and then they were able to um, dig into this investigation a little deeper, um, ended up involving the FBI right away, and by, I believe, Sunday or Monday, um, the FBI had search warrants and was able to um, salvage the entire transcript that happened on Instagram. So wow. that's where we learned that this whole thing unfolded uh, the night before, because up until that point, we had literally no idea what, what the heck just happened. It was just mind-blowing. It was shocking. It was, we were just 
dumbfounded of why this would even happen. He was getting ready to go to Florida for two weeks. I mean, his bags were packed. He was buying stuff the night before, ready to roll. Um, you know, there was just literally no reason for this to happen. Well, I think that's the other thing that people need to remember that at the, that age, when you're a teenager and something like this happens, you can't see past this because you're, you're just not that mature. Your body, your, your brain has not developed to the point where you can see there is hope beyond this. And that's the tragedy of any types of, of people who are mentally messing with your child, no matter what it is. But when it comes to something like this, this, this kind of internet crime that young people don't have the ability to see there's a way out. And I think that's the message. And I don't know if that message works because honestly, this is something that, you know, is so catastrophic to a child of that age in that moment. But I think that's the message to parents to just continue to push with your kids that there, there is sunshine again at the end of this dark tunnel. We can get through these things. And I think oftentimes we've been of this mindset that, like once you put it out there, it's permanently on the internet. You know that this will affect the rest of your life. And maybe that's the wrong message. Maybe that message is too strong for young people today because, I mean, how many kids are in this situation that parents come in the next day and they, they never know? They never know that this happened to them. A lot. You know, and, and the suicide rate among young people is up like 30%. And I would, right. I would probably venture to guess that of that 30% increase, 80% of it's probably sextortion because it's such a common thing that's happening. And it's such a private thing that kids are doing exactly what Jordan did. They, they hide everything. They delete everything. So at face value during an investigation on a standard suicide, you would never know unless you had a reason to dig in further. And you're not just going to go get search warrants um, from social media companies for, you know, a suicide investigation. So that's why this crime is, is so, um, so horrible and powerful uh, at the same time, because it's, it's destructive. Why is it that we can have social media companies immediately blocking your posts for certain things, but they don't see this? I mean, why aren't they watching the messaging portion of the app and saying, well, wait, well, wait a minute, this is a kid, something happened. I mean, what do you think there would be a trigger immediately as soon as you see a picture like that that would stop this? Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? I mean, is there any way to push that with these companies? Well, the, you know, the, the social media companies are, are a horrible, they're, they're a horrible place to hang out. And certainly kids don't belong there at all. Um, and you know, we can have that conversation and certainly not a popular one, but, um, no, I like to have that conversation. I mean, I, I, because I'm, I am the weak mom who has been like, yeah, you can have Facebook messaging because you want to be able to talk to your friends. You know, you can you can share your photos on Instagram with your friends. But this is like, you know, you think that you're safe because you're in the house with the kid. Here, a couple points on that, too, as, as a mother. And one, um, what we learned recently is the FBI is warning, especially young ladies, what, what people are doing. They're actually making money going on to your daughter's uh, Facebook account and they, do, they, they build successionary photo blocks. So they go and get this little innocent photo, this little bit more risque, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then they have this block of photos. They harvest those photos, put them in a package and do that to a bunch of young ladies. And then they sell that to criminals like my son's extortionist who use those photos against him on the same platform. So even though you're putting, you're posting innocent photos um, that you think are innocent, they're actually harvesting those and using them to victimize other people. 
it's very easy to buy blocks of successionary photos. So they go into my child's account, they take her picture, they send it to him and say she wants to date you, essentially. Yep, yep. yep that's exactly what happens. So one, one, one group of um, people uh, hack social media accounts, bundle them up and sell them as blocks of hacked accounts. The other people are building successionary photo blocks, selling those to people. And then people like my son's perpetrators buy those from those groups of people. They take a hacked account, they change the name, they take your daughter's photos, they throw them in there and it's a completely different account. And then they go and victimize people like my son. What is, how do we fight against this? I mean, it seems so big. And I think that's why the news doesn't talk about it because it's like, well, if there's no solution, why just scare people? But I think that if we're all working together, that seems like there could be a solution here. And if we all actually know the dangers, then it feels like there could be a solution here. You you have a unique situation where they've actually extradited. The, they found these guys, right? Correct. Yes. And, they, and two of them have been brought to the United States? Correct. Yes. We were in court with them last week. And how did, and that was in Grand Rapids. How did that, how, what is the outcome you believe that will happen to those two men? It's, a, it's unknown. I mean, it's so early, Yeah. but on the positive side, the pretrial conference was last Thursday. And during that time, they, they presented some general evidence they had against um, the, the two defendants that were here. And um, part of that evidence was confessions. They, they had made confessions mm -hmm. to the FBI during the interview process um, when they went there. Uh, when they went to Nigeria to interview them. So where that goes, I don't know. I mean, they have attorneys now that changes things, um, but the case seems to be pretty solid with a little bit of information that we even know about it. <clears throat> but I can imagine that if they extradited two men from Nigeria um, for the first time in the U.S. history over sextortion, I imagine their case is probably pretty solid. Is it generally always the same area? Are these people always coming from the area of Nigeria, or is this just a worldwide issue? It's worldwide. It's I mean, it's happening here in this country. Um, it's right. happening in other countries. So it's not just that one isolated place. And thankfully for us, it was Nigeria because their government and our government worked really well together. There's a treaty in place already between our governments. Um, the agents in the Nigerian FBI, the EFCC, were were on it. They were willing to help. They were they were putting their their lives aside to make sure that this case went through. Um, our local agents, I mean, and dozens and dozens of other uh, FBI agents worked this case. So it was it was really a landmark case for both the FBI and the Nigerian um, uh, EFCC group. So I think everything just kind of aligned well, uh, but the Nigerian government was very, very, very helpful, especially in extradition because it only took three months to get them here, which is colossally mm. fast. You know, right. we were being prepared for a minimum of a year and maybe 13 years, who knows? So it was absolutely stunning how fast this happened. And I believe that was must, because of the partnerships with um, the, the Nigerians. So it must be so rare to, in a case like yours to have the full story like this. So the FBI has this entire backstory to work off of, but now that they have this and they can see the messages and exactly how this went down and what you said about kind of farming the pictures from other people's accounts, is there no way for the FBI to go to meta or Twitter or I mean, who knows? Be real. I don't know. I look at all these apps where kids are constantly told, take a picture, take a picture. And they, 
they it's an addictive app because you have to keep your streaks. I don't know if you've ever heard your kids talk about that, but they they have streaks with their friends. And that's how I mean, think about the way that's developed. If you don't send a picture to your friend every day, you lose your streak. So I have, you know, my one daughter and her friend have these streaks and she's like, if she misses her, if she loses her streak, I mean, you can actually pay to buy your streak back. That's how addictive these apps are. That to me should be illegal. It should be illegal that children under 18 can be told you have to keep going. You have to send a picture every single day, but that's exactly what these apps are doing. With the FBI knowing this story from start to finish and how quickly this happened, I mean, it just cannot even process through my heart this happening in six hours time. With the FBI knowing all this information, is there no way for them to go to these app developers, to go to these big social media companies and say, you got to change this. We Life is more important than this. You cannot allow this to happen. I'm sure that they can go to the social media companies and say that, but will they change anything? Probably not because it's all about money, um, not our children's safety at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah, social media companies are making money, so they're not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize that. They're trying to have as many users on their platform as they can because those user bumps create more um uh create more sales on their on their ads. They're selling to the Fortune 500 companies. I mean, there's all sorts of things that are wrong. I mean, there's there's things like IP address tracking. I mean, they could probably build a simple program and, and inject it into social media companies that wouldn't allow this laptop that I'm talking on to have more than one Facebook account. But when you have criminal enterprises that are that have hundred hacked accounts on their on their laptop and they're using all those accounts simultaneously, I'm not sure why Facebook would even allow that to happen. You don't need more than one Facebook account. Um, so there's that's the thing. Like that they must they that. must know. They must be able to see these people pulling pictures. I mean, if they can see whether or not you're talking about something political or talking about something that has to do with recipes for your, you know, family barbecue, how can they not know that someone is going in and farming pictures and then sending farmed pictures to someone else? I just cannot believe that there is not a knowledge out there. Have you contacted any of these social media companies? Not yet. Not, not yet. But they're, it's coming. You know, that this is we're getting through this criminal part. We're getting through our loss of our son. And um, but I can tell you that Mark Zuckerberg, if he doesn't know my name, he's going to at the end of the day. He's going to know my name. He's going to know Jordan's name because um, this this stuff is going to change. And it's not just meta. It's all of them. You know, there's 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 just a, a host of of um, social media companies that are deleting messages and it's disappearing stuff. And all these kids just don't belong in any of it, but simple things like, you know, talking about, you know, why can't we stop this? What a simple law could be one sentence. It is a federal crime to, to take anyone's information off the internet. These social media companies are in business to sell your information. Why are we letting them sell information? Why are we allowing anybody else to go onto my Facebook page and take off my photo. That is my photo. It's not social media's photo. That's where we're getting confused in our country right now is we're not putting our foot down and saying a simple sentence. We could change all of this landscape. If we just told social media companies that it's illegal to sell people's information. If you want your information sold, you have to send a notarized letter to Facebook saying, my name's John DeMay, please sell my information to target so I can get ads uh, when I'm flipping, flipping through Facebook. So unless that happens, my information should never be bought and sold ever.
Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is, quote, worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com tutor. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You see these congressional hearings. I mean, you've seen them for several years now when they've called these folks before Congress and they've talked to them. And it's always been free speech. It's always been about politics. This is, I mean blows politics away is not even close right have you talked to your congressman about this yes yes i i've spoken to um our senator um he is supporting the kids online safety act um which went it passed through the commerce committee it's now sitting in the senate you know waiting waiting for a vote um it's not perfect it's not everything but it's a start um to provide some protections for our kids um, but also it holds social media accountable uh, for what's happening on their platforms because there's almost no accountability to the social media account companies right now for what is taking place. They, they're essentially, you know, helping people like the people involved in Jordan's case commit these crimes by providing that platform. 
Yeah, we all know that the yeah. free the free speech train is is always convenient for when they want to use it, right? But they don't actually believe in it. And in having social media have requirements on not harvesting people's data and selling it for a profit has nothing to do with free speech. I, I should be able to go on to Facebook or Instagram and post whatever I feel. That's free speech. But what shouldn't happen is you go and steal my photos off of there and sell them to somebody else. And then somebody else um, selling all my personal information to, to Walmart and, and Target to sell me, you know, paper towel ads. That's that's where the problem lies. We just let people sell all of our, all of our data. And that's social media companies are in the business and their income comes from selling you. And when I hear your story, I think this is one dark, horrible story on the Internet. But how many others are there? Because we hear about girls being pulled into porn and, and into the sex trafficking world. And then we hear, I mean, all young, young men, young women, it doesn't really matter. But the, you hear about these dark corners of all of these apps that are filled with pornography and people that are being pulled from their homes and grooming and all of that. And essentially, I mean, that's really what happened to your son in a very short period of time was grooming and then moving to the next level. And then I, I just, I can't even imagine what it's like to go through this. And I'm just so grateful to you for sharing this story. And honestly, if there is anything that we can do from here to elevate your voices on this, I mean, I think that every parent listening right now, every mom and dad, every grandparent, every aunt and uncle is listening to the story and going, whoa, I don't even know. I don't even know, you know, and that, and to your point, you thought that you had every control you could possibly have. And I just want to, I just want you to reiterate that because I think that oftentimes we're lulled into a false sense of security because we didn't grow up with this. We have no idea how dangerous it actually gets. None of us knew what this was when we were young. I mean, obviously I'm a little older than you guys, but I, we, we didn't have this, you know, we, I never had to worry about my parents never had to worry about anybody from Nigeria ever being able to contact me in any way whatsoever. Right. I mean, if they call our house, my mom would pick up the other phone and be like, get off the phone. You know, there was safety just built into what our lives were then. And now there is just, there is just danger lurking around every corner before I let you go. Just what is your best advice to parents out there? Because I think that all of us are pretty naive on this stuff. Yeah. You know, if your child has access to a cell phone, the internet, they can be a target and a victim of this. Um, I think that the first line of prevention is talking about it, having those tough conversations, letting your children know um, that this is happening uh, have a plan in place that there's a trusted adult, whether that's a parent, uh, a teacher, a family member that they can go to if it happens. Um, and again, you know what you said earlier, letting them know that if it does happen, um, it's going to be okay. They can come to you. You might be a little upset with them for a minute, but it will pass and you'll get through it. John, is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, I think the one thing I, I want to add and, and maybe just stress a little bit too, and we talked about it earlier is, you know, Marquette, Michigan, where I live here, it's a small community, 25,000 people. Um, we, there's, we just know a lot of folks here. It's very safe. I've lived here the majority of my life. I've never locked a door in my life. I don't lock my car doors. I don't lock my house doors. I leave my wallet in the car. Um, people can't even comprehend that, but that's where we live. <clears throat> and six men from Nigeria conspired and came through social media and took my son's life. 
in the middle of the night in my home. And it's in, uncomprehensible that this can even happen. And if you don't think it's it can happen to you, um, it, you're, you're really wrong. It really is. And, and the awareness has to happen. You have to have the conversations with your children, like Jennifer said, and, and just shut the computer. If this thing happens to you, just close the computer, shut your phone off, walk away. It will stop. It will stop immediately. The photos probably will not get sent. Please contact law enforcement. Um, if at minimum contact law enforcement, but let your fam let your family know, let your friends or your sister or your brother or somebody, a cousin, relative, somebody know that this is happening. They will help you. Um, don't delete anything. Please keep the information on your device because that can really help law enforcement if they have to take you to the next step. So, um, and they'll help you get to the, to, to other places like the missing and exploited children's, um, website where some of this stuff can be reported. They track all this data and it's really important data to know because then they can start building patterns of where this stuff is coming from and they can start linking cells and it's a great law enforcement tool. Additionally, there is a new program that came out um, through the Michigan Exploited Children um, and I think Meta partnered with it as a defense is the Take It Down program. So these compromising photos that may actually get on the internet, they actually have the ability, like we discussed, to take those photos right down. It searches and finds the photo everywhere it is on in the internet and it pulls it off. So even if you do send a photo, there's a good chance um, that we, we can probably um, get it taken down and removed um, permanently from the Internet in its entirety. I don't know how well that program is working right now. It's new, um, but that's what I'm being told is happening. You know, the, there are benefits to AI like that, where it can just instantaneously search. It can find things. And I think that's something that is so valuable for young people to know. There's a way out. There's always a way out. And there's always a way forward. And there's always a plan that God has to use you in some way, no matter what your struggle is. And I think that you both are finding that out, that that your your mission to go on and inform parents about this is so important. It's like I said, something that none of us grew up with. None of us understand what it's like to be their age, to have this kind of, it's not even just this information at your fingertips. It's the temptation, the temptation at such a young age where, I mean, honestly, you are at a point in life where all of those curiosities are there. And for moms and dads, those curiosities were hard to handle with just kids in high school, but now with the world right at your fingertips and all of the bad people out there that are after you, it's just, it's so hard. And I feel like you two are just such an amazing voice for this. And I'm so sorry that it has to be you. And I'm so sorry that you lost Jordan, but I have to say that going through this, you are two amazing people coming together and going out into the world and sharing the story. So John and Jennifer, thank you so much for letting me have you on and tell this story because as a mom, for me, it's just so amazing to watch you both go out there and talk about this. I know that the pain you've gone through is unspeakable, but your resolve to make sure other people know is amazing. Happy to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. And before we let you go, I know this was a really tough topic today, but I wanted you to hear it because like I said, I heard this story and it immediately, I mean, honestly, in, in a way it immediately panicked me. And I thought, I don't know how to talk about this. And I wanted to talk to both John and Jennifer to make sure that I knew their story and you knew their story and we knew how to go forward and talk about it. And I'm, I'm really appreciative that they were here to tell us this. 
so happy that we could have this conversation today. Thank you so much for being here with me. And John and Jennifer, thank you again, all of you. Thanks for joining the Tudor Dixon Podcast. As always, for this episode and others, go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us the next time on the Tudor Dixon Podcast. Have a blessed day. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator. Generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash tutor. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.